Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. This is a, another quick hit today. Nothing nothing terribly long. I just felt the need to rant. I don't have a guest. Uh, don't even really have a topic to talk about, but I'm going to rant about a couple of things. God forbid I watch the freaking news. Should never do that. Should never turn on the news. It's all propaganda. Anyway, I'll get into that. But I am going to tease a couple of topics that I'm going to have as a, as a, as a show coming up. Um, so... I wanted to kind of pass along a, a compliment um, to you, my dear listeners, all three of you. <laughs> no, um, actually, I, I've gotten a compliment from someone who had uh, who had uh, followed me on social media and I listened to some shows and and uh, and but you know, kind of talked about you know must have a, a very astute, well-read, open-minded audience that listens to the show. And even though I don't know more than a handful of you that have reached out and contacted me, um, I can speak on behalf of the guests that are, that are certainly that way. Um, but yeah, I can see how we would have a very eclectic, well-read, open-minded uh, listener base for the Gonzo Chronicles. We talk a little bit about everything. So I guess maybe um, you can consider most of yourselves Renaissance men, you know, or women as that may be. Uh, you certainly listen to a broad range of topics from my occasional political rant, which I'm going to do a little bit of today because, um, you know, I actually have a little bit of a concern, not just for things going on here in this country, but um, north of the border and are what we see in going on in Canada and Australia. Is it coming here? You know, everybody's kind of worried about the you know, global implications of Biden and the Ukraine and, and Russia, and, you know, man, I, I got to tell you, you know, you put gas in the car today and I'm pissed. I mean, I'm trying to give this dude a chance, but this Biden administration has like effed seeing like literally everything up from, from get go, shutting down the pipelines, putting, putting uh, those people out of work, probably like 15,000 people out of work by shutting down the Keystone pipeline, stopping the drilling in Anwar. Um, we were energy independent, and now, like, I'm paying so much more to fill up my tank. Inflation is running rampant because of, well, let's look at it, man. Federal Reserve keeping interest rates at zero for God knows how long to, uh, you know, spur on another bubble. And then um, on top of that, we have 
uh, just you know reckless administration spending and spending spending, even when they didn't have to during parts of this pandemic. They just wanted to stimulate more stimulus, more stimulus. I guess to look good, and the, I, I'm surprised. And now they wanted that uh, another big package, and of course it didn't go through thanks to uh, Senator Manchin and uh, Kirsten Cinema. But I mean, there's only so much money you can put out there and run prices up. And there are a lot of things going into that, you know. I think uh, I went on a, a bit of a, a rant before about the economics of everything, so I'll get off. I'll get off of that soapbox. But damn, filling your tank up like takes everything you got. This this you know th this has been a monumental failure, and foreign policy is a monumental failure now. We probably look like the biggest sissy on this side of the planet, but. Um, I mean, even the Canadian government's shown more force than the American <laughs> government. But only problem is the Canadians are showing force on their citizens. So, man, my thoughts and prayers are going out to all of our neighbors up north. I mean, we've seen this on the news, the, the trucker uh, uh, you know, blockade and all that. And I've seen news sources that show things peaceful, and then I see the propaganda media saying these people are racist, insurrectionists, terrorists. You know, last year they were essential workers. <laughs> now all of a sudden they're the pariah of your country, and there's nobody going to violently overthrow freaking Canada. And people who sent money to help had their bank accounts blocked. The truckers who are involved in this have their bank accounts blocked. Their social media stopped. A lot of them, I guess. You know, when when government and corporations get together like that to punish citizens who get out of line of what the government thinks they should do. You don't have freedom. That's the textbook definition of fascism. So Justin Trudeau might as well change his name to Castro Trudeau, if you ask me. Um, what a tyrant. That guy's absolutely an anti-speech, anti-people. He's a tyrant. He, he actually, I think he was on record once quoting many years ago that what he wanted was a basic dictatorship. Well, he's working his way toward it. And when you have a country where a lot of people don't have guns, not allowed to have guns, like Australia and I guess a lot of Canada, well, how the hell are you going to defend yourself against government tyranny? We just watched a, a mounted police brigade. You know, the Canadian mounted police, which you always thought like held in high reverence, right? Marching over a woman on a scooter. I don't know how bad they injured her. Just marched right over with horses. Didn't care. Didn't get two shits. What they what they've done to people. Um, so every bank account that Justin Trudeau has frozen of somebody over there that's protesting his policies. That's some somebody's children that you're starving. Think about that. Uh, maybe somebody who has to help their elderly parents with their paycheck that now suddenly they don't get what they need as far as food, or or somebody that can get there and help them out. That, that's what you're doing. And I just saw a news article where uh, a young man was talking about his father had been arrested, had been in jail, and he's in solitary confinement 23 hours a day. And he's got one hour a day to try to just, you know, touch base with family and his lawyers. You know what he did? He supported the truckers, and he was a pastor. And he went and he gave a couple of speeches and prayed over their dinner. And um, I guess they staked out his house. And when he was about to go back for another one, they arrested him. 
And I don't know why that justifies solitary confinement, which is sort of like torture. Maybe because he's a man of God. So now you don't like the guy's religion. You don't like the fact that he's against your policies. So let's starve that family out too. Way to go, Justin Trudeau. And I'll tell you what's more frustrating to me than that is every other leader in the Western world, not one has had the balls to stand up and say something about this. Not even the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. And that guy needs to get off his ass and actually show a pair if he gave two shits about liberty, which I'm beginning to think he doesn't. I mean, we've seen during the pandemic and the lockdowns, we certainly uh, have elected our fair share of governors that abuse their power and think that they're all powerful and dictators of their own little dominion. And I guess now we're seeing that uh, we've elected a lot of people in Congress with no spine or that are exactly the opposite, so far left that communism is right around the corner. And I think everyone senses this. Everyone. And if there is a change in, in power come November, I certainly hope that we elect people that have a spine and that the first thing on their agenda is law and order, actual real justice, and liberty. Because if you can't tell me why you're running for office and why you, re, why you hold the concept of liberty in our Republican form of government in high esteem, you have no business running for office. I don't want lawyers who are using their law degree as a stepping stone into politics. And I'm so sick and tired of people that get elected to these offices, these offices referring to themselves as leaders, and actually having constituents out here refer to our local congressmen as leaders. They're not leaders. They don't lead jack squat. I don't need a leader. You don't need a leader. We are the leaders. We elect them to represent us, not lead us. Because we've had that mentality for decades, so they've led us to over $30 trillion in debt. They have led us into countless wars, blood and treasure spilled. Um, you know, they've, they've led us to the precipice, really, of, uh, of tyranny over, over a pandemic. Yeah, so what's next? What are they leading us to next? Um, not many more steps before we... We're living in a George Orwell book. So, yeah, we don't need leaders. They should not be allowed to lead. But we sure could use some representation. And I don't think many of us out there are really getting that at all. That's my rant on that. Um, I may actually start doing more of these little daily things just to kind of get the podcast uh, out there more and more. Hopefully more people listening and catching on to some cool topics and some cool guests that we talk about here. But I do want to kind of bring up one really interesting thing we're going to get into. And since, since you know, I got that compliment about the listeners, I wanted to actually just kind of give you guys a little bit of homework. Uh, I want you to go, guys, I want you guys to look some stuff up. And we're going to talk about it on a, on a future episode. Um, I want you to jot this down. I want you to write down Operation Paperclip. And then I also want you to op uh, write down Operation or Project Mockingbird. And that is going to tell you a whole heck of a lot of um, just how much our government we can trust. Now, what I'm going to give you a little background on this. I'm just not going to send you out blind. So what was Operation Paperclip? There's a whole lot of details. In that. I mean, you could watch a two-hour-long documentary on this. Um, what was Operation Paperclip? It was this really controversial top-secret program that the U.S. had, the, the intelligence program, 
that after World War II was fought, when they were kind of cleaning everything up in, in, uh, in Europe, we brought Nazi German scientists to America to harness their brain power because we wanted to be able to use what they understood against the Russians, the Soviets, in the Cold War. Okay? Uh, so as World War II is kind of wrapping up, um, the Americans and, and the British, they teamed up to secure uh, West Germany, right? Um, so they, the Russians pretty much started putting up the, the wall at the time and had East Germany. But we were scouring all of occupied Germany, Germany for as many um, military and scientific and technological you know, development research scientists as we could find. So we were kind of, um, you know, I guess they were kind of trailing behind some of the troops that were going through there. And there were groups such as, uh, this was called, um, I jotted this down, Combined Intelligence Objectives Subcommittee. They began, uh, it was a group that began to um, uh, just confiscate all these documents and materials, all right, and interrogating these scientists and, and um all these different facilities that were seized by, by odd forces. And um, anyway, it was uh, one, one of these, these lists, uh, they found this list and uh, they, they recovered um, uh, from a toilet. Actually, somebody tried to flush us down a toilet at a, at a school somewhere. It was called the uh, Ossenberg list. And this was actually a catalog of scientists and all these engineers that had been put to work for Hitler and the Third Reich. So I guess they, uh, they, they initially wanted to call this thing Operation Overcast, but then they named it Paperclip. 1,600 of these, these Germans, these Nazis, and their families, they, they brought them to the U.S. to work on our payroll during the Cold War. And... This program was, um, there was a, like this intelligence committee that overlooked it. And, uh, the, so one of the people that they had, um, Warner Von Braun, uh, actually, you know, when you, when you think about NASA, I mean, all the rocket technology that he was developing, and then they gave him pretty much NASA to run. And, but he was using all of his, uh, powers that were like, you know, developing weapons and technology for uh, Hitler. But that was okay. We brought him over and let him work for us, right? So we didn't really discriminate about what anyone's politics was. We actually had brought several uh, Nazis that were um, in propaganda and put them in various high places. There's a really interesting book on Operation Paperclip, and it comes off of the, uh, what they call the Forbidden Bookshelf. And there are so many enlightening details um, once that was uncovered about how many Nazis that we brought over here to put in our government. And these were not good people, folks. They were the worst of the worst. But we literally took war criminals and monsters and put them in our government to develop some of our own programs. And I think that attitude and mentality, when you get closer to fascism, and tyranny, I wonder how much of that stuff that was implemented in government back then is just part of the culture of government now. And it's worth having a discussion. And I hear no one having it. No one's having it on mainstream media. 
I mean, you'd love to see Tucker Carlson ta tackle that, or um, or maybe Gutfeld, and as he'd make jokes about it. But but you know, anybody who tackles it on mainstream media, they won't have a job long. Um, second part of what I ask you to look up: Project Paper, uh, Project Hummingbird, or Mockingbird. Yeah, look that up. That was actually a CIA program to actually infiltrate news media and direct the news as propaganda. Yeah, that's an alleged program. But when you watch those videos circulate around on YouTube, where you can show one guy talking about one particular you know, newscaster talking about one subject, and you put another person talking about the same subject, and it's the same language, and you hear 50 people saying the same freaking thing in unison. You have to wonder. Wow, was Project Mockingbird really alleged? Or did I just hear different news networks, 50 different people, reading the same exact script in unison? Because the more I hear something, the more likely I'm going to believe it. Even if it's a lie, the lie becomes the truth. Weapons of mass destruction. WMDs were in Iraq. You know? And I hate to quote that movie Shooter, but Anna and Nicole married for love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how many lies do we have to be sold to our media, our news media, before we just kind of like write off the news media as just some propaganda and it's nothing more than entertainment? I don't know. But anyway, a couple of really interesting uh, topics to, to look up. And we'll have a little bit more of a discussion because I would love to talk about some of the actual people uh, who came to America that our government brought over and put in the State Department, NASA, uh, in charge of the military, um, and then some of the same people that were in intelligence uh, after the Cold War that got out and got into television and Hollywood and uh, all that. It's really, really interesting. Talk about conspiracy theories. That's really one of the that's a really interesting one to kind of, that's a rabbit hole to dive down into. So I invite you to jump down that rabbit hole with me, whether this stuff is true or not. Now, I know a lot of the stuff with Operation Paperclip is very true. It's been declassified. However, you know, the Mockingbird, um, a lot of people still say that's false, but hey, you be the judge. Um, anyway, I think I've ranted long enough. Today is uh, February 21st, 2022. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I will see you soon on down the road.